Hello everyone, thanks for listening to Psyche Design. My name is Megan Lavoda, and today I'm gonna just be talking about whatever's on my mind, which a lot of which has to do with me just reflecting on my growth over the years, where I'm at now. And you see this podcast, Psyche Design, it's really all about trying to get us all to think about that natural transformational process that is happening, the individuation process as Carl Jung uh, refers to it as. And I really believe, if you didn't already know, that understanding your personality type and seeing how that pattern plays out in your life can be a really useful tool for understanding that process that's going on for you. So it is both understanding and mapping out how the psyche works, but it's also that lived experience of going through that process. How does it feel like to be you with that dominant function and that tension that you feel with your inferior and so on? So really I want in this podcast to be able to showcase that and I, it's been a while since I've just spoken candidly to uh, my audience, uh, every, anyone who follows me or has been for a while, uh, because really this year so far, I've been so focused on trying to make a lot of my ideas real and trying to put to words a lot of the things that I've been ruminating on for years. And so a lot of my content uh, in 2021 has been kind of like, this is what I think of this topic. This is what I think of this topic. And so it's a little, it's been a little bit different than the way that I used to show up on YouTube, which was a little bit more, whenever I had any sort of idea, I would just share it immediately so that we can have a discussion about it. And it's definitely been interesting because I kind of miss the connection and the freedom that I would feel whenever I would do that. But at the same time, I feel a lot more fulfilled being able to honor my thoughts and to see them through and to uh, try and put them into words and to try and prepare a little bit more for my videos. So I kind of wanted to just uh, talk a little bit about where I'm at and kind of use ENFJ as an example, kind of highlight some things that I'm seeing. And then um, probably gonna do another episode here soon about that transformational process because it's something that I've hinted at a lot, but I don't know if I've really explained fully. Because, you know, really, really no matter what type you are, it's pretty inevitable that we're going to be bumping into things that are going to uh, trigger our natural default pattern. And then the choice kind of is ours when it comes to how we respond to that. But the thing is, is it's, it's kind of a never, it's kind of a never ending thing where um, there's always gonna be more shadows to integrate. There's always gonna be more to learn and more to grow. And um, so you might feel like if you begin the journey of intentionally uh, 
walking on that transformational path, you might start to notice that you are tripping over the same sort of thing over and over and that you're getting in these cycles and you might try and do things to shift out of it. And it might feel for a bit like that you have shifted out of it only for it to come back again. And that's kind of how it goes because it's a spiral. It's not, um, it's not a linear thing where there's not like this end destination where all of a sudden you've healed your inferior function and you're never going to feel that tension again. So what I've been thinking about a lot lately too, is that the whole idea of de uh, developing your cognitive functions, there is no end goal. And we, I think it would be more beneficial if we can uh, learn to enjoy the journey of being on that spiral and endlessly expanding uh, rather than trying to fix ourselves. So being on that spiral, it's like enjoying and appreciating yourself for your natural gifts, um, allowing those <clears throat> shadows and the revelations to sort of come up whenever you're hit with a new experience that conflicts with your original perspective and kind of embracing that change. But also knowing deep down that you already are all of it. It's not like for me, for example, as an ENFJ, I think when I first started to get into the idea of developing my inferior TI, I would think of it as a lack that I had. Like I'm not using TI, so therefore I need to use TI so that I can then become whole or so that I can um, be a more balanced person because right now I'm out of balance, I'm out of whack, whatever. And the thing is, is that that type of thinking isn't fully um, the whole picture because really developing those lower functions is the realization that it already exists within you. So whenever you are illuminating a shadow, it is like the realization of, oh, that already is me. I, I am that. I have that. I have access to that. It's just that I didn't realize I had access to it. So I think that, and I think I tweeted something about this too, where it's like so much of that developmental process of integrating certain functions is a process of letting go because there's not really a rule book or anything that you have to do in order to get to an end result. So I think that it's, uh, the truth is kind of a marriage between the right and left brain and, you know, yin and yang or yang, sorry. It's a marriage between these things where this, this journey of our psyche it includes the main components of how it all works, which is what a lot of people are talking about when they're talking about type. Like, what is the, this function? What is this function? What is the MBTI system like? What is Socionics like? What is John Beebe's eight function model like? That is, we're kind of talking about the lay of the land, the grid of what is a psyche? What does that look like? What are the rules and boundaries of it? But you are also a life that is moving through that grid. And there's a spiral pattern 
let me see if I can even pull this up. Um, if you're watching the video version, I'm going to just sort of show something. Sorry. It's like the Fibonacci spiral. <clears throat> I just should have been more prepared for this, but that's just how it goes, I guess. Just trying to embrace the unknown, right? Okay, so if you're not already familiar with this spiral, um, I'm not going to explain to you what it is right now because this is just a tangential point, but you could look up Fibonacci spiral if you want. But the way I see it is these lines, like the solid lines, is explaining the grid of how your psyche works. What is FI? What is FE? What is NE? All that stuff. But this journey that you're going on from this it's an individuation where you you're starting very one-sided and you keep getting um more and more uh into this sort of oneness as you go you we're taking this path it's like it's a journey that we're on and learning to appreciate and understand that journey from the perspective of the person going on this spiral journey, rather than just getting completely caught up in all of the, um, the external like lay of the land rules of it. So anyway, that kind of took me a, a second, but um, I'm trying to think of it more as coming from that, that perspective of the person that is um, going on that journey and discovering more about yourself that was already there. So it's not like for me, for example, being born an ENFJ, it's not like I'm going to all of the sudden become more TI. It's like the TI and all these other functions were dormant within me. And when you become conscious and allow then you awaken this energy that's already within you. And so I think it's more empowering to think about it as, um, as something that you're awakening within you. But anyway, I'm probably going to do a whole other video on transformation. But what I really wanted to talk about now is that, so even me doing this whole podcast has been a whole exercise of me trying to include my inferior TI in the puzzle a little bit more. And part of what I'm realizing, like my reflections on being an ENFJ lately has been, is that for me, um, inferior introverted thinking um, could be very, very doubtful. And Whenever in, introverted thinking is not playing nice with extroverted feeling, like whenever I would say kind of the default, whenever I'm first kind of awakening to it, 
it is like this extremely rude inner voice that is not just a noticing flaws in me it is attacking me for all of my flaws where ti can be helping fe in a uh useful way where they're working together and they're agreeing on the end goal and ti is just refining and noticing um areas for improvement and i feel like i'm kind of at more of a stable place emotionally now to where um even if my ti inferior still gives me problems i don't feel like it is antagonistic against me anymore but i would say the default mode can feel like this voice in my head hates me and is trying to kill me and so why should i listen to it why should i listen to a voice that doesn't seem to really care about my best interest doesn't seem to be being very rational because that's the thing is no matter if your inferior function is thinking or feeling or whatever it's not going to be a very sound like understanding because you're not seeing the full picture and so my inferior ti would like criticize everything i do or even if it would criticize things in other people my fe would want to shut that down and ignore that because i would be seeking to try and understand and love other people and it would really feel like the goals of that ti were very contrary to the goals of my fe and i think that what kind of has to happen internally is um because you're when your inferior comes up it's going to be a little bit ornery it's going to be hurtful really because it might be very antagonistic and you kind of have to like calm that down and listen to what it's saying um and try and make note of it without it threatening your your ego so and i don't really have i don't have an answer for what that would look like that's going to look different for everyone but for me for example i think what i've learned is really important is to follow my doubt and to not uh brush it off as like oh that's just me doubting or oh that's just me being negative that's just me beating myself up or that's just me looking for problems i need to be positive cuz the more i brush that under the rug then i am causing a wedge in between me and my ability to discern what my truth is and I don't want to build a wedge in between those things. I want to be able to rely on the part of me that is wanting to refine and make things better in a way that isn't tearing me down. And so the only kind of way to it, it seems almost like you have to kind of start a conversation with yourself and some something that can maybe help is journaling or um even just writing out an imaginary conversation in between your dominant and your um inferior towards like oh okay what what is it you want to tell me you know 
and kind of like listen and then allow your dominant to kind of come back with like, well, like for in my case, for example, like I can't think of a specific example, but if my TI was beating myself up for like the way I came off in a social situation, maybe it could say something that isn't fully true, but then like FE might say, well, I noticed that you're just saying that because you care about connection and you really value this person. Okay, I got it, noted. Tell me what else you're noticing, you know? I just have noticed, you know, I, I've, been, I've been working on this more and more, allowing myself to follow my doubt. Um, and it's led to a lot of change in my life that is kind of overwhelming in the sense that um, it's like a shifting of priorities. It's a shifting of um, how I want to spend my time. But it's been so amazing because what, what I'm noticing with my inferior TI is that um, it TI naturally seeks to distinguish and notice these differences between things because that's all a part of the process of refining to like understand a deeper truth. So for me, whether or not I'm aware of what I stand for, what my truth is, or any of that, I'm still operating on these core principles. Like I'm still going to have, like my TI is still going to have these principles that I'm operating on, whether or not I'm conscious of what those principles are. So I might be operating off of the idea that um, uh, everything I do is always going to push people away. So therefore I'm going to do X, Y, and Z in order to avoid people pushing me away or people pushing me away. So um, that could be something that my TI has concluded as true because I did not challenge it. And I'm going to be operating off of that conclusion unless I challenge it. So what I've really noticed is that a lot of times um, dominant extroverted feeling can want to smooth it over. It recognizes that what TI is saying isn't true, but as opposed to challenging that and coming up with a more true uh, principle to rely on, um, then what FE dominance can do is just completely shove it under the rug so that it festers and you get even more of your insecurities mixed up with it. So then you're making decisions subconsciously, whether you know it or not, based on facts about you that are not true or based on um, ways that the world, ways that you think the world works that doesn't actually make sense with how the world works. So part of that that I see a lot with other ENFJs is this idea of where we feel like we have to sacrifice certain aspects of ourselves in order to get what we want. Um, something that I was dealing with is that um, I was feeling like I had to collaborate in a lot of different ways in order for me to figure out what I wanted to do on my own. And I felt like I needed people and I needed help from others. And as much as I love working with others, I also can see how a lot of what I was doing was sort of avoiding me 
giving myself the time to sit and think with what it is that I really want and to like refine what that looks like for me. Um, because without including my TI in the picture, I'm not going to feel as fulfilled. So for me, at least it's like, I was doing a lot of things that were not making me feel fulfilled. And, um, I would notice my TI come up and be kind of nitpicky about things. And it's because, you know, if I'm completely ignoring my subjective discernment on a situation and I'm trying to be always objective with how other people are feeling and try and look at how my emotions and their emotions impact each other rather than just my side of it. Because that's kind of like the difference between objective uh, judging functions versus um, subjective judging functions. Uh, my objective judging function is looking at this dynamic between me and someone else and not really considering what my input is into the, into the dynamic. So it's like, um, I can see the value in people and in opportunities, but if I don't know what I want out of it or what my truth is or how do I operate, then I might be unfulfilled. So when you feel doubt creep up, especially inferior TI, when you feel doubt creep up, listen to it and fall into it and trust that it is going to transform you essentially. Like, I mean, that that's my opinion here. I mean, you guys do what you want. Because that's the thing, I'm never going to want to tell anyone what to do because this process is so personal to each individual. Like we can look at what Carl Jung says about individuation. We can look about the functions for clues. You could take something I said and try it out if you think it works and it resonates with you. But ultimately, everyone's journey is so individual that the moment you're looking for any sort of answer from anything outside of you, you're going to... Uh, get tripped up. Um, so for me, it's like, I was finding myself in situations where I had poor discernment, where um, there were issues I had with people and things that I was quiet on because I saw the good in them. But when my FE and TI kind of work together, it becomes more clear. It's like, yeah, I can see the good, but I also can be discerning and stick up for my truth where it's so easy for me to allow another person's truth to completely stomp over my own. Or another thing I realized too, is that if I disagree with uh, certain things, if it's like against my integrity and, um, if I try and hold space for those things in the FE, um, then uh, it kind of seeps into my TI, whether I know it or not. And I think if you think about how TPs are, especially TI dominant people, they do not let that many people into their bubble. And they, do, they don't want to say yes to that many things either because they, um, are honoring what their TI is picking up on with that with that discernment. 
And um, I believe that it could be kind of just toxic and even poisonous if FE is trying to extend its hand to principles that aren't true or if FE is like enabling things in our culture, in our society that are not helping humans thrive, because FE tends to play this role where we feel like we have to pick up the pieces and we feel like we have to smooth things over for everyone. But um, I think that for at least my TI, um, being so open with everything, with everyone's opinions, with everyone's feelings about me and just letting it all in, then it feels like I'm holding space for bullshit and I'm not allowing myself to get rid of that. And so my heart goes out to TI dominant people because it really seems like for TI dominant people, you're naturally weeding things out but then your inferior FE really wants that connection. And that could be so difficult because if you are always weeding things out and if you're um, trying to be very um, precise with um, how you do things and you want to share, like the way that a TI dominant person would show their love is by being precise um, and helping others by re helping refine them. And so that could be, a lot of people might not want that. But, you know, a lot of times TI dominant people, they want to help in the ways that people need and not just what's going to make them feel good because they really do want to help. And that inferior FE is very, very aspirational. And so... Yeah, I've just been thinking about that a lot lately because for me with my inferior TI, it seems like I don't want to accept any sort of truth unless it is 100% accounting for all of everyone else's truth. And so while that might be noble or like a cool idea for an FE dom to try and do, it's kind of also not possible because it's also on us to kind of weed out what is not true and what is true because we can be considerate for we can be considerate of all people and want the best for them but if if some people are operating not in accordance with natural law or how the world actually works or if there's a delusion there or a denial there or there's just something that just isn't quite right then it doesn't make sense for FE to try and enable that and to allow that and to hold space for that. And there comes a time when TI needs to come in and set a boundary and say, no, that's not quite how it works, you know? And so that's really challenging for an ENFJ like me to do is to kind of allow that TI to come up. But um, anyway, um, a lot of what I've been doing with this podcast so far has been me uh, trying to refine my ideas and also figure out the precise, more precise wording for how I want to explain it. So that's been really fun. And also just leaning on my, leaning on myself more. 
that's been really interesting. I feel like ever since I could remember, there's always been this sort of hole inside my heart where I've been craving like connection and just intimacy with people. And that has been like the most, the strongest driving force for me. And there's been so many times in which I would attempt that, put myself out there completely. And then um, I wouldn't feel fulfilled by a lot of the effort that I was putting out there. And I'm starting to realize that um, if I monitor more the sort of effort I put out and also what I'm getting back, then I can, it can lead me to more fulfillment from the things that I do. So what's kind of a paradox here is that extroverted feeling doesn't like to think about relationships in a transactional way because it's like, there's such a core belief with FE that like the sum of two things is greater than its individual parts. And so with FE uh, at its core, like at our best, what we're wanting to do is just completely listen to our hearts and give without thinking about what we're going to get. And there's this idea that if you give, then eventually you're going to get something back and you kind of just have to trust the process that sometimes you have to be the one to give first and that you can't be sitting over here monitoring what you're getting back all the time because that could prevent the flow of energy. And so, uh, and it can help create trust along the way if you're the first one to, to give in that way. But, um, what I'm also realizing is that um, a lot of times um, things that I would get wouldn't feel fulfilling because it wouldn't match the amount of energy that I was putting outward. And so that's where some sort of discernment can come in where if I can exert less energy and I can be more intentional about what I'm giving, then what I get back could feel so much more enriching. So for example, whenever I was making more YouTube videos that were more off the cuff, um, or even like right now, like I'm speaking off the cuff, but I'm talking about things that I've been thinking about for days, rather than just telling you uh, the first thing that came up into my mind without having a chance to think about it in process before sharing. Like what I'm realizing is that whenever I was just sort of putting things out into the FE immediately, then I was putting so much work and so much effort out that I would get lots of really nice comments, but I also would get some not so great comments. And I wasn't able to appreciate a lot of the positive comments because the negative comments got to me so much. And it was because of all of the effort that I was putting in and then compared to what I was getting, it didn't make sense. It was hard for me to see and to appreciate. And whenever I'm more intentional and don't, um, and I'm sticking by my actions more and trusting my discernment more, then what happens is maybe I get less back, but it feels more real and more enriching. I feel like with the Psyche Design podcast so far, it's gotten less reach than some of my other stuff, but like every single comment like means so much to me. And just, I feel happy that I did the video, whether or not anyone watched it. 
And that's where I think that sometimes with the um, introverted judging functions, both FI and TI, there could be kind of like this intrinsic value there where it's not just looking at the, what you're going to get from it. Um, and that's what's kind of confusing about FE is that while we don't like to think about relationships transactionally, we are focused on giving. And then we also are, we're focused on what we get back, but not directly from the person. So it feels like, um, it feels like I'm going to just make a theme, or I'm just going to make it a rule that I'm going to engage in everyone in this way. And then I'm going to just sort of wait for what I get back, what the universe is going to throw at me. And so, um, at least for me, it's never felt like, oh, I did this to this one person and I expect this one person to give it back to me because that seems not very human, to be honest. I mean, I understand some people could think that way, but like that just is too foreign for me. But I think that it's like FE also is tracking the sort of emotional response that is coming back to you and like understanding in real time the flow of emotions and how that shifts. And it's like, so being in that realm, I think that what could happen sometimes for FE doms is that you can feel kind of addicted to this chase or the high you get in certain moments when you feel really appreciated rather than building something that is going, that you're gonna be really proud of and that you're gonna feel fulfilled by that is actually using your skills because with FE doms, dominance, what we have to realize, or at least what I'm realizing with myself is that my skills lie far beyond just being a person that can lend an ear or lend a hand or be open and accessible. I have unique skills to me that have nothing to do with me being an ENFJ. And I think I used to think of it as like, well, my main skills are providing this space and providing a conversation and bringing people together. And sure, that, that's great. But what am I going to contribute to that group? What is unique to me? I'm more than just someone that can provide a space. And that, that's what I'm, that's what I think my inferior TI under, like understanding is, is that it's like, I have something very specific to me that to no one else has that I can offer. And that's true for everyone. But I think that, you know, for dominant FE people, we tend to be so focused on bringing everyone together so that they can share their unique uh, strengths. We might not know what ours are, and we might reduce our strengths only to being the container for everyone else. And we're more than a container. I'm sure INFJs and ISFJs can relate to this somewhat as well. It's like, um, I think listen, it's, it's hard to listen to that inner critic of the inferior TI um, because that voice is so rude and mean and like so against us, but we have to somehow move past it if we ever want to build a real conversation with our inner critic and to allow that inner critic to refine us 
to be better people and to make friends with it so that we're not afraid. And so that's another thing I've noticed is like, um, I don't get as many hate comments or disagreements as I used to. And I think that that was because before I would throw things out there and not think about as precise, how precise I need my words to be. And so things that I would say wouldn't come off as I intended. And then whenever I would try and backtrack on it, it wouldn't fully make sense uh, to the other person because it might seem like I was just, I don't know, like, I mean, I was kind of thinking in real time, trying to put words to what I, what I mean. And um, I really feel like a lot of just internet disagreements that I would get into was like my way of inferior TI being manifested as an external in the world coming up and triggering this growth in me. And so I think what people tend to do is because a lot of times the shadows come up in an external kind of way, we can easily say, well, that's not me, that's them. Because my FE is saying, well, the way that they're speaking to me is rude and they're not showing me love. And so that's clearly their problem. And like, yeah, it is to some extent, but what is this situation teaching me about me? That's kind of my mindset that I am trying to have toward things is like, um, what is this external event showing me about what could be integrated within me? And a lot of times what it is for me is all of these um, inferior TI moments kind of coming up and it's like all these external events that were poking at my TI was just trying to get me to tune in there more. And it's not even that before my thinking was so bad that I needed it to be challenged so that I can improve my thinking. I see it more as there was such a vulnerability around the thinking that I, my journey sort of required me to awaken to that area and to that vulnerability so that I can um, transform and include it more in my experience. Where I guess what I just, what I think is that everyone's inferior function has this vulnerability attached to it. It's not necessarily that we are attracting, attracting these situations because we are inherently bad at that thing. Like in these moments where I was attracting a lot of critique, I was frustrated because I was like, I have thought this through. Why isn't it coming together? Why is my thinking not being clear? And it's like, because I had the vulnerability around the thinking, I was continually, I was continuously attracting the lesson until I healed that. So sometimes it's like, you can't just say, oh, well, if I just start thinking more and clarifying more than I'm not going to run into that. That's not really how it works because it's really about healing the vulnerability and um, yeah. Um, because again, there's not this, there's not like your type is revealing this lack in you. Um, 
it's just, it, it's more like making peace with this area of you that you haven't fully embodied or stepped into that I feel like people can sense those sort of things from you, whether or not you're aware of it. And that's why people can type people all different sorts of things, because you might be reacting to someone, to a function from someone, whether or not that's a conscious thing that they're doing. So um, anyway, I, to give kind of just an update, I'm really enjoying my psyche design uh, podcast. Um, I've been getting really into astrology lately and um, talking with and connecting with a lot of astrologers to where I'm kind of learning more about the archetypes of the elements and um, of the planets and stuff. And it's kind of helping me see type in a different way. And I feel like I can learn from the system of astrology in order to understand uh, both the individuation process and then also the way that the functions show up. Like you can learn a lot about feeling uh, and how that operates by looking at what is water, for example, in, in astrology. So my mind's been kind of spread all over. I've also been reading more just like other philosophers that aren't young um, and trying to really understand like, what is it that I wanna do with this type stuff? Because for so long, like it really was just, I'm just gonna put my idea on YouTube and see how it goes. And um, I feel like I've been following my intuition, my NI, down this path and I haven't known where it's gonna lead me. And I feel like I'm starting to kind of see some of the flowers bloom of things that I have grown years ago. And um, cause I'm getting more involved in uh, the community of type practitioners and academics that like do type professionally. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna make that leap. Um, to do type professionally because I care about this. I don't want to just like talk out of my ass, you know? I, I want to include the greatest thinkers about this stuff and be inspired by, uh, by them. And I want to carry this conversation along into the 21st century. And like, I had recently gone to, and I'll, I'll post the links below because they're all really, really good videos. I recently went to this uh, symposium that um, was all about bridging the gap between academia and psychological type. And there were a bunch of experts uh, that were um, presenting on type and why is there this, this gap between academia and type. And all those videos are free on YouTube. So I'm gonna post the link in the description but I've been thinking a lot of like, what kind of gaps do I want to bridge? And what is it that I want to do with, with this? Because, you know, I don't just want to become a YouTuber. Like there was a period where it was like, um, I hated my job. I was on the internet all the time. People were asking me for advice about type. And I just felt like, I don't know how I'm going to continue. I, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to manage my schedule in my life to where I'm going to figure out how, um, how I'm going to continue doing type 
and also set some boundaries because I really needed to stop giving away free advice so often and I needed to kind of reel things in and like there's just such a trend these days of people trying to be influencers and just like young people just monetizing themselves and like I think some of that's good some of that's bad it could be good if people are being true to themselves and authentic and I don't regret anything that I've done but I also just feel like um I don't want to um I don't want to do anything that is going to be against my intellectual integrity. And I think that for a while I was having like an analysis paralysis of like, do I want to have typing services? Do I want to have coaching? Like, what do I want this to look like? And basically I had a lot of people in my ear telling me that I was just being afraid. And I really started to believe that, oh, wow, like I am afraid. I am afraid of my greatness. I am just overthinking it. And maybe this is like my NI is thinking way too much about it. And I'm not able to just try something in the SE. And so I feel like I had interpreted that incorrectly in the sense that a lot of the reason why I was hesitant about doing a lot of things like a typing service for example which I do not do right now is because there were it was questioning like an intellectual integrity sort of thing and I don't think that my TI really was able to conclude what was really happening because I was just swimming in so much confusion and I knew that I wanted to pursue some sort of direction with this now I'm kind of at the position where it's like um, being certified um, as a type practitioner with Linda Behrens. And I'm not just learning the cognitive functions. I'm also learning essential motivators like the four temperaments and also the interaction styles. So I've been really busy with that. And um, I am gonna be able to do type sessions eventually like whenever I get certified in it. And I want to learn from the people that are doing this professionally, but then I also want to be able to add my own take on it and expand uh, with my own stuff. I don't, I don't want to become a part of that culture that is just um, people feeling like they can just say whatever I don't know like the internet is just becoming such a weird place where like um I don't know I think a lot of things aren't being fact-checked really there there's like some disrespect for um underlying principles of systems or like people trying to kind of co-opt the MBTI um I don't know. That's all I'm really going to say on that. But I guess like right now, like I'm also wrapping up my master's in organizational psychology. I'm going to be done in December. And I can't believe that it's like almost here because I've been working on this slowly for so long, uh, for almost three years now. So it's kind of like crunch time for me. 
And I'm kind of in this phase where I'm thinking about maybe doing consulting and organizational development for um, companies that might want to use um, Jungian thought or type, because I'll also have to do a whole other video on like cultural issues that I'm seeing right now, because really what's really inspiring me to continue going into type and wanting to do this is because especially after the pandemic and this whole aftermath, like there's so much fragmentation and crazy shit happening where like, I feel like a lot of people's shadows are coming up in their own way, but we can also see culturally this huge divide between like feeling and thinking, sensing and intuiting. And I feel like we're just so polarized and divided in a way where even within groups, like even within like a liberal versus conservative, like there is so much division even between there. So everything is polarized and divided. And um, I think if we can lean kind of into this uncertainty and see it all as like a learning experience and try and um, see if we can integrate these different things within our perspective. Um, I think type can kind of help with that because I, I guess I just think that there's a lot of arguments that people are having where they aren't even talking to each other. You know, like people are just talking right over each other. And I, I feel like we're gonna continue to have these conflicts until we can understand the root of why people aren't understanding each other. And also as us as individuals, I'm learning to have a more integrated perspective on what we're seeing and not just seeing the world through our own lens of our personality type. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm kind of just in this, in this mode where it's like, um, thinking about the type of external consulting I would want to do. Um, I like my job right now. I'm working at a nonprofit and I get to work remotely, but also kind of just thinking, um, do I want to open up my books? Do I want to do coaching? Do I want to do workshops? Do I want to write? I'm probably going to start a newsletter, like an email newsletter. That's an idea that keeps coming to me. Um, but then also, I just want to share too something I am doing that I really enjoy. If you would like to join me, um, Psyche Design Membership Group. It's um, link in my Patreon below June 24th. So this coming Thursday, if you're watching this now is the next one at 6.30 Central Time. We're going to be talking about uh, responsibility and how we kind of naturally take responsible for certain areas of our life based on our type and um, maybe we take on too much responsibility for certain things, but might lack a responsibility in other areas. So really what I like about this group is just having a dedicated time to, um, sorry, a dedicated time to uh, discuss with each other, um, what our type pattern, like about different type patterns and what's kind of coming up for us. And I just, um, have breakout rooms and just kind of want to have a time to really get to know, get to know each other and just 
have that candid conversation about what's going on in our psyche. But, um, and then also with that Patreon group, um, I do like a monthly Q and A video. So I used to do live stream Q and A's, but really what I would prefer is, uh, the way I'm doing it on my Patreon now is that, um, you can ask me as many questions as you want, just get it to me by the end of the month. And then there's going to be a video where I just will answer all those questions and it could be personal questions or it could be, um, like, can you explain your view on what sensing is or something like it could be very vague or it could be very much like so-and-so didn't text me back. What does this mean? Uh, so yeah, I really like answering those sort of personal questions, but right now I don't really see myself having the time to like have a lot of consulting options right now. So hopefully that can kind of fit that or meet that need for anyone that's interested right now. But yeah, I just feel like this year has been weird because, um, yeah, I, what I was going to say earlier, is like, that sort of sense of fulfillment that can come from like honoring my TI, it seems like putting the work and putting my money where my mouth is and like that sort of self-discipline and being okay with weeding things out, it feels like more of a sense of peace where what I was, oh yeah, what I was going to be explaining earlier is that like ever since I could remember, I had this sort of like hole in my heart where I was always craving, you know, this sort of connection with people. And I feel like I was thinking of it as I kept having to do more, uh, or maybe I needed to meet the right people or do the right thing in order to, uh, find that. And I've, I found that actually, um, weeding people out and being picky about things is actually, giving me more of that feeling that I wanted, which is very interesting because that's kind of reversed from what I might expect. Um, Cause it's just, um, it's just a stronger sense of self-trust and it's a stronger feeling that I'm gonna take care of myself. And I think that that's not only hard for ENFJs but it can be hard for um, Enneagram twos as well. So I just feel it's an interesting feeling of like trudging along, doing my work, um, enjoying living with my girlfriend, meeting lots of cool people on online, trying to just get my shit together and enjoying that, not trying to do too much um, at once, being okay saying no to things. Um, Cause you know, another thing I've realized is like, I value connecting with people so, so much. And the thing is, is that I, in the past too, have been wanting to be connected with a lot of people, but then being bad at responding to certain people that I was less close with. And so I think that it could maybe make me come off fake or flighty or whatever. And being more discerning about who I want to invest in in, in what way? And also being aware in the moment of my energy levels, which I think also is kind of like integrating some SE sort of stuff in there. 
if I can be more aware of my energy levels up front, then I can explain that to someone and it's going to be better in the long run than me pretending like I have the energy to be there for them and then to slowly fade away. So um, and another part of all this is that I felt less of this compulsive need to share on YouTube than I used to because I'm doing more internal processing. And so it's funny, I almost like I was even putting off this video because I didn't know if I was going to have anything to say and I didn't know if when I opened my mouth that things were going to come out. But um, surprisingly, I've said a lot. So it's just interesting because I feel like there's less of a need associated or maybe less of a validation that I'm craving to where I don't have the same sort of like uh, burst of needing to share that I used to. Um, which is interesting because I'm just trying to get in the flow of making sure that I'm doing at least one of these episodes a week. And I know I was um, off for a couple weeks, but hey, it's Mercury retrograde. So you got to do what you got to do. Um, but anyway, I think I'm going to end this uh, for now. Um, it was really great just talking to you guys. Um, Yeah, I keep, um, another thing is I just keep getting stuck in my NI trying to envision what this podcast is going to be and what my intention of it is, which I think is kind of getting me stuck too, because there's so much I could talk about and I have a whole running list of ideas and people I want to interview and all that sort of stuff. And I feel like, so I kind of took break from YouTube, um, last fall 2020 I was kind of on like a hiatus and then when I kind of came back and did this podcast I felt like a brand new person and I wanted to like make sure that everything I was doing really fit who I am because a lot of the older videos I don't feel like I relate to that person very much I love that person it's still younger me but it's I do not feel the same as whenever I first started YouTube I mean I was like I think 22. Well, really my first video, I was like 21 at least. I mean, I'm going to be 27 next month. So I don't know, like, and I feel completely aged just going, going through like the last year and being an actual adult the entire time. Like that, that's just strange to me. Like, I feel like honestly, after last year, I feel more like an adult than I ever have because it's sort of like, um, I have to weather this um, uncertainty and this insecurity just like everyone else does. There's no one I can go to for answers. I have to take care of myself. I have to pay my bills. I have to worry about all this, all this shit and care about my health and all of that. And there's no one that is going to do that for me. And just simply existing through the last year has just sort of made me feel more self-reliant and under, understand, um, I don't know, it's made me feel more like an adult, I guess. But um, my point is, is like, um, I really kind of wanted to like step into like um, what I felt was a more true version of me and not just a habit. And um I feel like I did that, but I also kind of, the start of the Psyche Design podcast felt kind of like 
there was something I had to prove or maybe even a chip on my shoulder. Like, I feel like I put a little bit too much pressure on TI stuff, but I don't regret any of that either because it all had to happen that way. But it's like, I want to loosen up. I want to loosen it up a bit. I feel like I got a lot of the core concepts out of the way so that now I can just share the podcast with anyone that wants to learn more because that was that's a whole other huge thing is like whenever people ask me oh so tell me about this personality stuff I don't know how to answer and yeah I don't like it's just hard I I don't I don't see myself as someone that wants to really explain the basics of a lot of this stuff but I am interested in talking about it and reflecting on it and how it is in my life and talking with other people about how it shows up in their life. And so that's been difficult because I haven't really known like what core concepts to rely on. I haven't really known like what to point to and all that stuff. So I feel good that I have kind of a foundation, but like I'm wanting to mix it up a little bit because there's some elements of like older videos that I used to do that I kind of miss. So anyway, um, Thank you guys for um, sticking around and listening to me ramble. Um, if there's anything that you want to talk about or want me to discuss more, please leave a comment and let me know. Also, how are you doing? Um, I would just, I would love to hear how you're doing as well. Cause um, I know this is like such a cliche to say <laughs> these days, but man, we're living in crazy times. It's true, we're really living in crazy times. And so I hope that you are uh, being kind to yourself um, because I'm sure there's a lot coming up, you know. I'm sure there's your inferior function, whatever it is, is really feeling it. So anyway, take care and thank you for listening. We may be walking the path of individuation independently, but that doesn't mean that you're alone. While your journey is unique, we're all going through the same process along our own parallel paths. If you're craving deeper conversation about how your personality type pattern is unfolding, join us for monthly type discussions. The Psyche Design Membership Group comes with access to a private Facebook group, one facilitated Zoom hangout per month with breakout activities, and a monthly Q&A. For more information, check out the link to my Patreon in the description.